Hey guys, welcome back to episode two of Conscious Butterflies. Thank you so much for everybody that tuned in last week and just sent your support. Like seriously, you guys are awesome. Um, but I'm your host, Emily Dugan, and I'm so excited to just be in a holiday season right now. It makes me excited. Um, I have five days off in a row and I could not just feel more thankful to go home to my family and just be with my friends and just chill out for five days. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much again for listening. And I think we have a really good episode in store. So I hope a lot of you can just get something from it, feel something from it, or just relate because um, I just, I know a lot of people have gone through something that maybe it isn't exactly what I talk about today, but it's a very similar feeling. And, and just on that You know, as humans, we all go through the same emotions and just on a different spectrum for a different reason, a different cause of it, but we all have the same feelings. And I think as human beings, we all need to realize that and be more empathetic and also at the same time realize that we are so relatable to each other and we should build on that and we should should, um, just take the time to talk to each other more um, because we all have something to share that is beneficial for each other. But I want to talk a little bit about my past. Leo is making his entrance already. As you can hear him, um, that seems like it's going to be a typical thing because I somehow can't get away from him. Um, But here we are. Let me give him a treat real quick. You guys give your dogs bully sticks because I do. And my dog is like the heaviest chewer. So he tends to eat a bully stick that would take a normal dog like days. He does it in about, I don't know, four minutes. So we'll see how much time we can get on that one. But um, so guys, when I was a kid, just like my whole life revolved around sports in general. And I was good at them. I was, I was, I played soccer. I played softball. I was a badass pitcher. Like, oh my goodness. Spent so much of my life at the softball fields and travel softball and getting lessons. And I really was just a natural born athlete, which I have no idea where I got that from because it definitely was not mom and dad. Um, but I was just always confident on the mound or confident on the field and just in sports in general. And I knew how to anticipate a pass or uh, re- read just a field in general. I had like a mad scryzer, which is like a screwball rise ball. And that was me and my dad's favorite pitch. Um, oh, my God. I made so many girls look stupid with that. Um, but my point is, is just that I understood how the games were played. I knew all the rules. So even if I did have a bad day. I could shake it off and keep pushing because ultimately I knew I knew what I was doing. And because of that, I never wanted to quit because I had full control over my game in the sports world as an athlete. But as I got older, I guess I kind of quit. I just I didn't continue to pursue softball or any sport for that matter in college. And you know, into college, I just quickly like quickly realized I lost control of the only thing I knew I was an expert at, at and knew I was good at. And it really did not take long before that I just found myself empty in the matter that I wasn't passionate about anything. I had no hobbies. I had no new interests. So all these people joining clubs or doing whatever, and I just, I just didn't. I went to school. I worked. I would smoke some weed, go out with some friends, hang out with family. And honestly, that was it. And not that there's anything wrong with it that at all. I mean, like I was taking care of myself. I was learning how to be independent, 
damn working on a degree, meeting people, like I was just figuring shit out. But at the same time, that same thought just kept coming back to me. Like, what am I into? What do I like? Again, what am I passionate about? Like, who is Emily without this structure and routine of just doing what was expected? And so, you know, I changed my major four times, literally went from starting like speech path, went to biology, journalism, ended up in communications because it's what was just going to let me graduate in four years. And, and by the way, side note, no one should ever feel the pressure of having to figure your shit out at such a young age. I remember um, I was at the dentist of all places one time. I was probably like five, six years ago. I don't know. But this woman was talking to me about school and I was just explaining the story of like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was hard to decide that. And she was, she told me that she was, I think like 48 when she finally decided to go to school to be a dental hygienist. And I just remember saying like, it happens for us at all different times and we shouldn't ever feel the pressure of like having to figure that out. It's like such a young age in that way. But anyways, I do think it's still very important for every person on this planet to find out like, what does juice you up? What's got you jacked? What gets you excited? What do you care about? And if you could make an impact to this world, like what would it be? What substance do you want to bring to the world? But that is, like I said, like completely different than being forced to spend a shit ton of money on a degree that you don't care about just because that's what was expected or the norm or whatever. Like, no, it's just dumb. We could all go into that deeply, I'm sure. But anyways, it was just this feeling that I was stepping into what society tries to mold us all into. It just ate up at me. And I could not, for the life of me, just find my own sense of individuality. And I truly felt like I just became this reflection of who I needed to be for everybody else except for myself. And I wasn't making decisions for myself. I was making decisions on what I thought everybody else thought was the right decision. And, I mean, this just went on for years. And I can remember... Even just this past year, I was asked what kind of hobbies I'm into, and my mind went blank. Like, I felt like the kid that gets called on in class and you're not paying attention at all, and like you just have no idea, like, what the hell to say, and then you just feel stupid, and you have that pressure coming on, and you're sweating, and like people are looking at you because it's like an awkward long pause. That was me in this moment, and it's like I shouldn't feel that way, but. I remember just being like, um, I hang out with my dog and, and then they were like, uh, like naming a few things. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like I do like to go to Browns games or, or go to concerts, festivals, whatever. But anyways, it was just in that moment that reminded me of that same feeling that has stuck with me for like the last five years. And I went home later that night after I was asked that. And I realized that this whole time, my perspective on everything surrounding that feeling was just so backwards. It was so wrong because I was so caught up in the idea that I wasn't good at anything else other than sports that I never was bold enough to be bad at something new. And then I kept sitting there and kept reflecting. And I realized that all along I have had so many interests and I have had so many hobbies that I just didn't think mattered. Like, for example, I love creating videos and being able to visually tell a story and just create content in general or write in my journal and learn it. Like, just look up to experts and, like, speakers who just speak, like, these amazing inspirational life coach-type speeches. And it excited me, and I couldn't wait to share it with a friend and see their eyes spark up. And 
And then I just realized that these past five years, I truly have just slowly been becoming the version of myself that I just was always meant to be and I always desired to be. But deep down, I was just so scared to be bad at that. I was scared to take a leap of faith and try to be good at all those little things I was into to the point that I didn't even consider them to be interests or hobbies. And, you know, I can't even tell you how much content I've written or recorded and just never shared it with anybody. Wouldn't even tell anybody about it. Like, don't, just just hit it from the world. And an even more recent example when I said I was going to start doing this podcast, like, I don't know, all these years, and then especially like three, four months ago, I was going to bust it out. I had probably at least six hours of just recording saved and ready to go. I had all these episodes ready, and I somehow managed to put the wrong passcode in my phone literally so many times that I got locked out, and I had to restore my phone and lost everything. And I know you're thinking, you're like, well, Emily, like, you have an iPhone, like, probably have an iCloud on. Well, it's like I can only do so much, people. I'm typical Emily. I'm me. And, of course, I didn't even think to, you know, just follow the basic gesture that iPhone offers you to store everything in your phone and back it up. So, you know, I lost it all. And I felt sad. I was I was really sad. <laughs> I remember I was, like, out that day. And it was, like, hours after I had found out that I lost it. But I just was with my cousin and my friend at this cool place called Pins in Easton. Um, yeah, if you're ever in Columbus, go to Pins, the one in Easton. It's really cool. But we were bowling, and I just started to cry because it sucked. Like, it really did suck. I felt so depleted. Like, everything I finally was putting my faith into, and I was just doing the damn thing. It was just gone, and all that went for nothing. But the next day, I just was so open to the idea that it was like the situation that happened wasn't unfair, but it was more unfair of me to be holding back those messages that at some point in time, I felt so inclined to share with the world. And to me personally, it was just the world's way of telling me that hoarding my content serves absolutely no purpose to anybody. And that I had to be brave enough to just dive all in and be brave enough to again, just be bad at something new. But I wasn't. I wasn't bold. I wasn't brave. I was scared. And whether that was me doubting the words they said or doubting myself in the matter of just being consistent in, in, in writing and recording and, and just publishing this content and putting it out or just thinking that what I say and the messages I share could never actually help anybody. It was just the, it was just the world's way of letting me know that I need to do something about it. Um, And I think the world truly just does work in your favor in that way if you just listen to her. And when you listen and you put your energy and your time and you align your values with what you actually value and into those things that maybe right now that you don't think matter. And by that, I just mean like those, those little things that do bring you joy and they do spark your eyes and those ideas that maybe you've brought them up to family and friends And they've kind of subtly just invalidated that anything could actually come out of it or that it maybe was like far-fetched and like, yeah, like, okay, like, go ahead, like, try, go for it. But when you stop listening to all the external and internal clutter that we allow ourselves to be our reality and to think that's true, and we just listen to that voice in our head or that thought that it just keeps popping back up at you and 
and maybe something, somebody says something to you and you're reminded that like, oh yeah, like I do like that, or I do enjoy that, or I did have something good to say. Like when you listen to that version, like that voice, that her magic will happen and you will feel energized again. And you'll realize that you were given that desire from a divine place. And ultimately that's your duty to do something about it. And You'll feel in control again, just like how I felt in control when I was on the mound. You'll have that control and that control enough to give you confidence to trust you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And that in this very moment right now, as you're listening to this, you have not wasted a damn second, my friends, because this whole time, this whole time, you are on your own unique journey of discovering this and owning this and and just stepping into it. And you're supposed to look and act and sound like a freaking jackass when you try something new. I mean, like, do you guys remember when, gosh, I can think so many times this happened, but you would give, um, or just back when Instagram, you couldn't zoom in on a photo and you would give your phone to somebody like, I don't know, like they never use Instagram. They're like 60 plus, whatever. I don't know. But they would try to zoom in on a picture and you would like, like giggle at them and you'd be like, silly, like you can't zoom in on Instagram. Like what you doing? But it was because it was foreign to them because they've never used it before. But that day, they learned something new and you taught them something new. But if they never would have messed up and just even tried to zoom in on the picture to begin with and like just experiment and test it out, they never would have learned that. So, I mean, that's a silly example, but you have to be willing to feel like a fool and be humble enough to admit that you're not an expert at something. But be proud of how fast you can learn how to be and how you can learn to get into the control. So you could be yourself who is telling that 60 plus year old person like how to work Instagram that you can't Zoom. Because it's just like when you go for it, we have all this fear of what holds us back and these self-doubting reasons. But I just sit here sometimes. It's like, who cares, guys? Seriously, who the fuck cares? Who cares? Like, who cares? Just... Just say that when you are scared to do something. Just repeat that in your head. Like, who cares? And anyone who does throw some shade and hate and they do try to invalidate what you're doing, it's like they're already that fucking lame because (laughs) instead of trying to build their own legacy, they'd rather just hate on somebody who's putting in the work to do it. So let them be, let them serve as your hype man, you know? You were... You were born and are just fully equipped in this moment to chase after what you want. And your idea and your feeling and and your hope for yourself is not far-fetched. It's not a fantasy. It's not something that is unattainable at all. You're just really, really bad at it right now, and that's okay. It's okay because one day you won't be, and you'll be the one teaching somebody else the ropes or inspiring them to go for whatever they're shooting for. You just have to trust yourself, trust your intuition. And I just want to end with a quick affirmation real quick over this. Um, So if you do feel comfortable wherever you are, please just like give yourself a moment. There's no self-doubt in this space. You forgive yourself for anything you may be down about. You're good, you're safe, and you have the power to change what's next. So like I said, like if you're comfortable, just close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, or just do what makes you feel good. And if you want, just repeat what I say out loud. There's nothing I can't do. There's nothing I desire that can't be mine. I am capable. I am supported. 
I am loved, I am worthy, and the only permission I need is my own. I might not have fake I might not have it all figured out. Oops, my bad. But I'm damn sure going to figure it out. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this podcast. I seriously am just so blessed and so grateful for all of you that reached out. Um, Your feedback means everything. I was overwhelmed with how kind everybody was and y'all just hyping me up, seriously. But if you did like this episode, please share it with your friends. Um, I'd love to know if you tuned in. So if you want, just hit that share button, share it in your story. You can tag me or something at mdoe3ms underscore du. I need to come up with an easier at name, my gosh. But I also can't drop the mdo. That's been me since I was like a kid playing softball on the mound, striking bitches out. All right. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Seriously, it means the world to me. I love you so much. Um, Until next week, we'll talk again, but enjoy the holiday um, and just this time. If you have the time off with your family and loved ones, I seriously just hope you are so stuffed and take the fattest nap. That's all I wish for anybody at this time of year. (laughs) Okay, I love you so much. Thank you, thank you. Bye.